the seven pillars to the good life. I was journaling the other day and came upon my life philosophy. And these are principles that I live by to try and keep myself aligned with progress and improvement and to prevent myself from falling into habitual unawareness and self-destructive habits. So let's get straight into it. The number one, the number one pillar of the good life is move often. The more often I move, the more mobile I am, the better I feel. We are born with these bodies, these vessels that traverse us through the material world, and they have been designed in such a way, and they've been utilized for thousands of years to be in constant motion. Hunter-gatherers, which we have derived from, which we have evolved from, spent millions of years in constant motion, sitting in squat positions, walking all day, sprinting sporadically, pulling things, climbing up trees, pulling things off bushes. They're in constant motion. And if you compare this to the modern society, the modern person of 2024, who is just sat down constantly with their arch back staring at a screen, then you can see why our bodies feel so uneasy. You can understand why people are so depressed and feel so lethargic and a lack of energy. We're meant to have an abundance of energy at all times because we constantly need it to move. Because we constantly needed it to survive. We have not evolved from our hunter-gatherer beings. Human evolution spans over millions of years and it's only been like 10,000 years since we was like hunter-gatherers 20,000 years ago. That's like a 0.01% change on the span of the whole of evolution. So our bodies are still ingrained and in psych- and have cycles of systems that, that are regarded for movement, that are needed to be in constant motion. So the more you can move, the better you will feel. And movement doesn't always come in the state of a run or going to the gym. It could literally be just going for punctuating your day with walks, constantly make sure you're just doing little stretches, little bits of exercises, like just punctuate your day with as much movement as possible. And I know it's hard to avoid sitting at your desk or sitting down, but the more often you can punctuate your day with little bits of movement and exercise, the better you're going to feel. This will, this will not just keep you lean, this will keep you energized. It will keep you confident. It will keep you happy. It is the like the the core fundamental habit of a human is to move. So make sure you're moving often. Number two is to eat well. We are what we eat. That's an old saying that everyone's heard. It sounds really trite and really cringy. You are what you eat. But the fundamental building blocks of your body are made out of the fuel that you consume. Food is just material for your body to sculpt its own organism out of. Without food, you're dead. So if you don't give it the right fuel, and if you don't give it the right energy to build things out of, then how are you going to expect to operate properly? If the food if food is your fuel, how are you meant to operate on dirty fuel? How are you meant to operate sharply and consciously and with awareness when you're feeding yourself constant dirty fuel? Alongside with moving often, you need that movement to be ran off clean energy. So make sure you're eating correctly. Use the 80-20 rule, 80% healthy whole foods, 20% whatever you want. Your body is a very adaptable machine, so is your mind, and it can handle a certain amount of stress. If that certain amount of bad food gives you pleasure and happiness, then go ahead, life is to be lived. 
but make sure you're building up the consistency and the foundations of a good diet. 80-20 rule. 80% whole foods. Make sure you're getting an adequate amount of protein. Make sure you're not over-consuming on your carbohydrates. Make sure you're utilizing your carbs around your workouts and consume healthy fats. This will cover 90% of what you need to know about nutrition. It doesn't need to be complex. Number three is rest deeply. Rest is encompasses a few different aspects. But first, I'm going to talk about sleep. If Mother Nature has designed a process of evolution where you are unconscious for eight hours of a day, where you can't go out and hunt food, where you can't go out and protect yourself, where you're completely vulnerable, if there is a time period in your day where you are completely unconscious and it's needed for your body, then that just shows how important sleep is. Sleep is the fundamental to the good life. If you lack if you lack sleep, the rest of your life will diminish. Every habit and every principle that I name in this topic, in this discussion, will get worse by a lack of sleep. Lack of sleep not only tanks your hormones, it makes you put on weight, it makes you feel worse about yourself, gives you less energy. Make sure you're sleeping properly. I also mean rest deeply in the sense of give yourself time to digest what's happening in your life. Time away from the excessive consumption of information. Time away from stress. Give yourself time out in nature to rest. Rest your mind. Don't always have your mind engaged in something creative or productive. Have times of stillness and clarity. Rest deeply. Number four is enhanced perspective. Give yourself a reason to understand the world greater than you already understand it. Our perception shapes our reality and we see the world through the lens of our own narratives and our own stories. And if your own narratives and your own stories are only cultivated by your experience, then they're going to be very narrow. Don't forget there is 8 billion humans on this planet and there has been billions of humans that have lived beforehand. And these humans, they leave trails of wisdom in their own experience. And what our goal is, is to take their wisdom one by one from every person to understand that this person might be able to teach me something. This person who wrote a book 3,000 years ago knows something. Um, Someone on a podcast knows something. Keep an open and expansive mind and allow information to consume into your mind and alter the way you perceive the world. And your perception doesn't just have to be shaped by other people's opinions, but you've got to take other people's opinions on board and filter that through your own experience and see how it relates to you. See if it lives in line with your values. See how it maps onto your existence. And this is how you keep enhancing your perspective. You keep your identity small. You don't want to identify with anything. You want to keep your mind fully expansive and take things from everyone and try things. And through self-correction and trial and error, you'll start to gain a better and a greater understanding of where you want to go in the world and what is happening. The next one is creative pursuit. Why is it important to have a creative pursuit? Well, if you really think about it from the nature of humans, we are these conscious beings that have the ability to create ideas into the material world and make things move we can move matter with our own minds 
By having an idea, we create things into reality. So having a creative pursuit is the most pure form of that creativity. It allows you to sharpen your tool, which is the mind, and to actually create the lifestyle that you want, create the life that you want. It engages your mind in a process of doing what it is meant to do, which is creating out in the world. This creative pursuit could be from recording the podcast to making music to playing football, whatever it is, whatever you can find that allows you to get out of your own head and really allows you to flow your authenticity into something that can impact others and impact the world, then that is your form of creativity and that's your pursuit that you should be trying to cultivate time towards. You should be chipping time out of your day to make sure that you can really allow the manifestation of creativity. And finally, is to help others. We are all conscious individuals that are all struggling to live our own life. We all need help from other people. There is no tool toolbox or instruction manual to how to be a human. We're all figuring this out together. And true profoundness and true fulfillment comes from when you do things that help other people. We have this ego, this identity that alludes us to the fact that we are connected to everyone. We think we are this separate being, but in actuality, we are just expansive consciousness. Everyone is connected and we're all in this together. We're all one. So the more you can help and serve others, the better it's going to make you feel, the more good you're going to do in the world. And in return, the more good you're going to get back. The more value you can offer people, the more value people will offer you. It's a polarity of life. It's like if you put something out there, it's going to come back to you. That's kind of the essential of karma. That the calm, the karma. I can't speak. The cycle of karma is just working in your favor as long as you're doing things to serve other people. Thank you very much, people, and I'll see you all in the next episode.